Welcome to the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. I've invited a friend to the table to share their story. Come and join us. Welcome to the table. I am excited to bring back a past guest. Today I have with me my friend, Dre Bartle. She is owner and founder of Covey Events, and when she was on before, she was telling a different part of her story, and I thought, Dre, I want you to come back and talk a little bit about this event business and the, kind of the, the backstory of how she got to this place of running a really beautiful company. If you've attended any event that she's done, you know her attention to detail and her gift for just making really things that would seem mundane, really beautiful. She, it, it's, it's a gift. She definitely has a gift for it. So I'm so glad that you're back, Dre. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> How have you been since you good. were here last time? I'm good. It's been an adventure for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so excited because, so last time you were on, and um, I will put in the show notes so you can go back and listen to her story if you want to. But today I want to talk about the part of your story of you going from being a mom that stayed at home mm-hmm. to being a mom that is working and running your own business. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, for sure. You know, I started as a social worker and then once had kids, decided to stay home. Which I didn't was, know you were a social worker. I did for six years. Wow. I know. That is hard, hard work. It is hard, hard work. And I think that I did honestly got burnt out. So okay. it was time to press pause, and especially once I had little ones at home, mm-hmm. um, it was just a family decision we made to try to make that work, and and it did, um, but I found myself with a void because I am a creative person, mm-hmm. and I knew that there was something more that I can contribute, and so during the staying at home mom season, I was still working. I was doing part-time things. I was planning events. I was doing health and wellness um, coaching through a company called stay well um so I had opportunities and outlets and mm-hmm. anywhere I worked I always landed on the event committee or event planning <laughs> role <laughs> well and that so. explains to your background in social work that mm-hmm. you why nonprofits mm-hmm. are so important to you mm-hmm. it, yes for sure just that advocacy and seeing those in the margins and recognizing opportunity to bring visibility to those organizations was definitely something that was stirring in my heart mm-hmm. um but you know once it was time to go back to work I actually went into sales for four years and during that time I think that's when it woke up that entrepreneurial bone in my body because Mm -hmm. even though I was working for a big company we really had to prospect cold call develop our own book of business um what a great training field it was was yeah it was hard I mean lots of tears for sure cold Mm -hmm. calling is no fun for anyone I don't care how strong you are (laughs) just being able to take that rejection so I think that particular experience is really what gave me a, a strong foundation of what it would look like to be a business owner, to learn how to network, um, but, you know, building that business to business network was huge for me to be able to start my business. So, so then how did it start? Yeah. I mean, how did you go from being all, on all the event committees to the mm-hmm. sales job to taking the step I mean, really, the brave step of stepping out Mm -hmm. on your own to start something new. Right. So I had a a brief opportunity for about a year to work as a director of development and events for a nonprofit. And it was a really wonderful opportunity to, again, recognize that nonprofits was a space I wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also recognizing I 
knew I wanted to be an owner. I, mm. I recognize that building a brand, I wanted to have a little bit more ownership of that. And so I think that in conversations with this nonprofit recognizing, it was even hard to have me on the payroll. You know, So I thought, well, what if I am, am an independent contractor for you instead mm. and just focus on your events? Because that's the piece of the job that was making me come alive. And we both recognized that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we did. And I thought, well, I can't have one client. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, just having a beautiful community of people that were discerners of what was good for me, where my skills were, where my strengths were. I um, met with them and kind of did that mentorship, discerning, brainstorming Mm -hmm. conversations of, okay, so what do I do with this? How do I, do I start an event business? Like what? And so in those conversations, recognize, yep, I want to start an event company. And my, my main clientele would be nonprofits, corporations, and then solo entrepreneurs that needed visibility to bring, you know, an audience to their brand. And so, and the company name is Covey. Yes. So will you talk a little bit about the name and your logo? Because I think that is significant. It is. As well. So I love gathering people together. And so I knew gathering had to have some kind of tie into the meaning of my business name. So I literally just Googled gather, like synonyms. (laughs) And Covey was in the list. And I thought, Covey, it's short, it's clear. You know, Mm -hmm. you look at some of these bigger brands like Apple and, you know, it's just the one word. And I also thought, it would help allow some scalability because I thought, what if I want this company to grow? Do I really want it to be my name? Mm -hmm. And so then I pushed in, I punched in Covey and it has two meanings. It means a small gathering of people and then most commonly used when describing a flock of quail or ducks. And my boys and my husband are huge duck hunters. And so I knew it was incorporating my intention for the business and then my why, which is my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you asked about the logo. Mm -hmm. So that's why we incorporated a feather into the logo. Because of the birds. Because of the birds. Aww, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's just that constant reminder of why I'm doing it and to not uh, ever allow it to be more than, you know, as far as getting me distracted or my family just has to be a priority. And that definitely has been a struggle. I mean, I think any entrepreneur, any woman working, I think it's a huge struggle mm-hmm. of how do you balance family and and building something so it's that constant physical reminder (laughs) to make sure I stay anchored to why I'm doing this and Mm -hmm. what's most important so what was it like when you were when you were stepping out I mean then one nice thing is that you were starting with a client Mm -hmm. like a, a client already built in yes so then what did that look like building building your business at the beginning. Right. So fortunately, because I had built up quite a network when I was in sales, I was able to tap back into that network and say, hey, I'm back in the game. This is what I'm doing. Who do you know? Does your company do events? Um, Because anytime you're in that B2B industry, it's super helpful because a lot of those companies did do events. And so Mm -hmm. I naturally had a built-in network of clients right away. So that was really great. However, I will say it was a little bit of a crutch because now going into year two, we'll be Mm -hmm. two in August, I'm recognizing I kind of took my foot off the gas of that prospecting, building a pipeline because I got real cozy thinking, oh, Mm. I got a network. I'll just get all referrals. Mm -hmm. And so it was a good wake up call for me that you still have to do both. I mean, it's great if you can have a natural referral base, um, but if you're not doing any kind of pipeline building or prospecting, it'll dry, it will dry up at some point or it won't be enough. Mm -hmm. If you're Mm -hmm. trying to scale or have staff or really want to increase revenue, you got to continue to build that pipeline. Uh, Sounds like it's been a little bit of a struggle or something that you learned as you went along the way. Yeah, for sure. Especially because this last six months I had a 
a physical pause. Yeah. <laughs> I had oh. I had a an oopsie skiing <laughs> in Colorado, a snowboarder who was very kind about it, but he cut me off and so I fell and ended up fracturing two spots and tearing my ACL. And so that took me out for a while, physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. And because I hadn't really been building that pipeline, that's where it really became evident of some of the gaps in my my business strategy. Mm -hmm. And so it's nothing tragic by any means. It was just a good opportunity for me to look at, okay, I got to retool some things about the rhythms and cadences of how I do my business. And during that time, you had a great group of people, mm-hmm. your Covey crew. My Covey crew, right? yes. <laughs> that were still carrying on the events and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So what what has that been like to now be the boss? I mean, you wanted mm-hmm. to have your own brand, but now you are, now you're the boss. And yeah. I mean, I think sometimes people can think, oh, that's great because I get to make all the decision decisions, but then... That can also be hard because you have to make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an opportunity of growth for me, just you know, learning where do you let go and where are my areas that I maybe aren't, it's not, I'm not the best at it. And recognizing the talent in other people and saying, mm-hmm. you know what, she's, I should just let this piece of my business go to her so that, I mean, it's giving her a chance to shine. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I enjoy the most is giving these gals an opportunity to tap into their, their strengths and their passions and seeing them be able to flourish. Um, and so that's been, yeah, it's an exercise of letting go for sure. Mm-hmm. I do love developing people. It's so much fun to, you know, again, recognize their strengths and how I can help develop them. And, you know, with because of how the growth has gone with Covey, I don't always have, you know, full-time positions available so it's a lot of part-timers but that again is great because you have these mamas who can't work Mm full-time and there's no companies that will let them do 10 hours a week or five hours a month because that's just it doesn't it's not (laughs) available right it it doesn't work for a lot of companies and so that's super fun for me to be able to provide some of these gals just looking for something to do a side hustle adults yes (laughs) adults and adult conversation and they yeah exactly and so that's been super fun and it's I think I've had to look at it differently. Like I think in the beginning I thought I want five full-time staff. I'm going to have a lead planner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a lead this, a director of operations. And I kind of got ahead of myself. (laughs) And now I'm recognizing it's okay that I maybe have one person that's kind of, you know, a regular. And then I have this, I have about 15 gals on my Covey crew roster. So it's really fun because I can give them different opportunities throughout the year. Which is great that you have so many, too, because, again, if they're moms, Mm -hmm. you know, children get sick Mm -hmm. and things happen. and Yeah, and some of them are students, too. I get um, a lot of Bethel and Northwestern students that are reaching out all the time wanting to work for me or have an internship. And so I can't always give them something consistent. But if I interview them and find that they have, you know, good integrity, a good work ethic, they're fun, they Mm -hmm. have attention to detail, they love design, then I put them on the Covey Crew roster. Nice. What has been the hardest thing what has been the hardest thing to learn Mm -hmm. and then what's been the biggest surprise in starting Mm -hmm. your own business hardest thing to learn again is I got ahead of myself I think I wanted to be really big too fast and so when unexpected things like an injury or you know you don't always understand how busy your family schedule is going to be (laughs) and the demands of that I Mm -hmm. think I didn't probably anticipate that correctly um so that's been really that was a hard thing but it's again it's given me the opportunity to learn of being smarter about my time and what's a good return on my time the biggest surprise oh man that was like a pleasant surprise oh a pleasant surprise 
Oh, just the girls, the community that we've built. I, I have been so amazed by the friendships that have been made, the partnerships that have been made, the opportunities for collaboration. I've met so many incredible people. And I think because I take on a lot of nonprofits, being able to find other opportunities to steward my time and my mm-hmm. my resources. And so just opportunities to volunteer beyond. I just accepted a position um, as a board member for Jack's Basket, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. It's so, so such a great organization. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. I love Carissa and the team and just the hurt behind what they do. And so that's been a pleasant surprise of just the people I've met and the opportunities that have come that don't even necessarily have to do with growing my business, Mm -hmm. but just expanding my capacity to give back. I love that. So then what kind of events do you actually do? We've talked a little bit about how you work with nonprofits Mm -hmm. and corporations. So what what kind of events are those? Yes. So for nonprofits, we'll do anywhere from a gala to, you know, a lot of these nonprofits do their annual gala to a 5K. Sometimes it's a, their board meeting. They want to do something special for their board. Mm-hmm. So we'll put beautiful intentionality around how can we um, love on this board. I mean, mm-hmm. they put a lot of time and energy into building the nonprofit. So we'll do that. Um, and then as far as corporate events, we'll do anywhere from, again, you know, their customer appreciation events, their staff events, um, real swanky client events. Um, and, and you take care of everything. What is your tagline? Yeah, from the invitation to the thank you note. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a great um, relationship with lots of vendors. And so we oftentimes end up doing the graphic design. We end up looking at social media. So it's not just organizing the logistics or making the table really pretty. We often dive into the branding too. Like if you're trying to, if you don't have a built-in audience and let's say you're trying to sell tickets to your event, if your website is lousy or your social media presence is terrible, it's really hard to get people to come. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes we'll also consult on that aspect as well to make sure how well are you set up to make sure you're going to sell out this event. Right. And then we work with solo entrepreneurs. Sometimes they're trying to build their brand as well. So we'll create unique um, workshops or any kind of events for them to help recruit, uh, uh, whether it's a team member um, or new clients. And then we also do Covey-powered events. That's the fun. Like Mom Boss. Yes, (laughs) yes. So Mom Boss 5K, we had our second annual event this year and it went really well it continues to grow continues to build so that's been really exciting how much did it grow from the first year to the second you know we had about the same amount of people uh we had a few more but we had a lot more vendors this year right. so we uh, the, almost tripled our vendors mm-hmm. so we have the mom boss market which is a piece of the event um we had a lot more event sponsors and then we just had a lot more visibility we had a lot of influencers that came that we didn't even invite which was so exciting mm-hmm. because i think people are taking this event seriously they want to come they're t- taking their time and their money to be here um so that was really meaningful because they also their core values and their audience are very much in alignment with us and so that is huge to me because one of them is actually going to be part of the event next year so when I see different organizations and um, brand influencers wanting to be part of it I know that that's a metric of growth Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and then we're launching a new event series called the bright side charity fair and that's coming up on August 15th at church of the open door okay so that's super exciting because it's our second covey powered event that we're launching and this will be its first time this is the first mm-hmm. year it's maiden voyage yes nice. so what is it what is the bright side so the heart behind the bright side charity fair is you know i have so many nonprofits that want to hire us to do their events and they can't always afford to bring us on um or i'm majorly discounting like crazy mm-hmm. which 
there's room for that, but my husband's like, that is n- not going to build your business. <laughs> Otherwise, why don't we file you as a nonprofit? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I thought, well, why don't I just throw them a big party and make the entry l- fee very, very low so it's reasonable for them to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to do something for the community to show what resources are out there because maybe there's some social stigmas around asking for help or they don't want to look it up. There's mm-hmm. just there's mm-hmm. a barrier there. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, so this event will be for nonprofits to get visibility, but it'll also be for the community to know what resources are available. And then also just something fun, something fun to do. So we're going to have DJ, uh, food trucks, um, games, face painting, and then in the evening is a concert. So there'll be a worship okay. concert from 7.30 to 9 inside of the sanctuary. And so. is it an all-day event? So it starts, yeah, it's from 3 to 9. So from 3 to 7 is the charity fair with all the activities. Okay. And then from the doors to the sanctuary open at 7. And then the concert is from 7.30 to 9. Well, as you were talking about it, I was thinking about Mom Boss this year because I've gone both years. Mm-hmm. Just saying I've been, well. I've not missed one. Um, but this year it was nasty weather Mm -hmm. it was raining it was cold and I thought even if I don't end up running I'm gonna go because it's going to be a fun event anyway Mm -hmm. and so I drove from you know the east side of the cities to the west side of the cities to attend it so I just want to tell I guess you listeners that I know that this event will be done well and will be a lot of fun even if you're thinking maybe that's not something I need right now to right. find out about charities or whatever. It will be a good, fun, family well event. done, yeah, mm-hmm. family event. And that's the hope that it's just an enjoyable experience where it's positive. That from three to seven, that part is free, so you can come for free. And you know, people are always looking for fun things to do with their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, there'll be balloon artists and face painters and all kinds of fun, fun things for people to do. So with these coffee-powered events, mm-hmm. I mean, you get to just do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Is that just so much fun? It's so fun. <laughs> I have that creative control. Um, and then I get to use all my friends. I get to access mm. all these vendors that I've had these partnerships with and bring them in and be able to do some of these things together. You know, like I met the DJ for Mom Boss this year, so now he's going to be the DJ at Brightside. Oh, so nice. it's just giving them, you know, other opportunities to, to do their craft well. Um, and then, of course, with all the music, I, I sing too, and so I love bringing in all my musician friends <laughs> and being able to sing sing out the story of God together. So it's really fun. Will you be a part of that worship? Yeah. Set? So the Open oh, okay. Door Worship Collective will open the night, and I'm I'm part of that. So okay. mm-hmm. oh, that's fun. Yeah, it'll be I'll be crazy. I might regret it because yeah. I'll be running around <laughs> trying to run this thing and then slam up there to sing a song or two. But you've done that before. I have done that before, <laughs> and it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So what what do you want to make sure that people know mm. about Covey? Again, it's about gatherings with intention. We put a lot of intentionality around what we do. Guest experience is super, super important. So we'll really look and consider all those aspects of how our guests can experience you and your event from... You know, the invitation, is it clear? Is it understandable? Does it, is it inviting? Mm-hmm. What are you inviting them to? Mm-hmm. We really help with language. And, then, and also just the look of the invitation yes. tells you what the look of the event is. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to wear? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of attention to detail and thinking about guest experience. And then how can we best represent the brand mm-hmm. um, and the mission? So many of the organizations we work with are mission-driven. Um, so we want to make sure that that's very clear. Um, what the mission of the organization is. So that's something that we do very, very well. And then, you know, like I said earlier, our Covey crew, we have fantastic people that are going to be staffing your event that 
are professional, they're kind, they have mm-hmm. integrity, um, they work really hard, and they, they're good about anticipating things, problem solving. So many times there's little things that go wrong or you, so they're as, quick. As happens. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So quick on their feet, problem solvers, just to make sure that everything runs really smoothly. So how much does Covey, so you talked about that you're doing Covey for your family. Mm -hmm. So how much does Covey leak back into your family? (laughs) Like with your extended family, are they always like, hey, we want to have a family reunion, Dre. Yeah. (laughs) We want to have a party, Dre. Oh, yes. So that was my whole life before Covey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We as a business don't do personal events. We don't do family reunions. We don't do weddings. We're more, it's not the consumer events. However... Like, I'm doing my grandma's 90th birthday, so you bet we're doing a big old balloon installation for her, (laughs) and I'm bringing my Covey crew, and they're going to be there. And once in a while, like, we have a corporate client that called and said, will you please do my son's groom's dinner? And Mm. we totally did that. Mm -hmm. So we'll do one off um, for special... People that you have relationship with. Exactly, but Mm -hmm. we don't. We don't advertise or we don't solicit those types of events. Um, but yeah, of course, in at church, I'm constantly doing things for church, yeah. um, which is so fun <laughs> to be able to do. <laughs> and your boys' so, birthday parties are those always oh, big not anymore? They won't let me. They're getting too old, and then it's embarrassing. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, I hear you. And my husband always said he's like, I will support you and love you, but I am not going to be Mr. Covey, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's very selective <laughs> of when he will show up and when he will not. And mm-hmm. we, we have found that. That's actually a good boundary for us, mm-hmm. and it works really well. He supports me in incredible ways. It just may not mean that he's going to be, you know, schlepping stuff out of a van. That's right. just not his right. jam. Right. So, and that's mm-hmm. okay. We have found other ways that he partners with me um, behind the scenes and um, has done that very, very well for me. So, is there anything that we haven't talked about about Covey or, you know, the I I, I don't think it's true that you can balance family well Mm -hmm. maybe I'll ask you that question Uh I mean I think a lot of people talk about balancing between work Mm -hmm. and family and I don't honestly think that you can balance it's more about wherever you are doing it well Mm -hmm. wherever you are at that time Mm -hmm. what what have you kind of I think it's about awareness Mm -hmm. it's recognizing okay you know when kind of what are the the warning signs of Mm -hmm. imbalance I think that's what you have to pay attention to Um, oftentimes for me, it's my attitude and how I'm responding to my kids and how I'm responding to my husband. If it Mm -hmm. starts to get growly or my feet are kind of digging in and I want my way and I'm, um, kind of reverting to a toddler. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's when I know it's, Mm. I'm out of balance. And so it's that reshifting and recognizing when it's time to put down the cubby clipboard and pay attention Mm -hmm. to my kiddos and I think just having that constant open dialogue with them my boys I'm very fortunate that they're pretty vocal um and I I we have created a space of they can tell me like if mama's crabby or mommy's not available or Mm -hmm. you need more time or more attention please tell me and they're very good about it Um, so I'm very thankful that they're articulate enough to to let me know of course they can take advantage of that too (laughs) like you really haven't taken me fishing this week um what (laughs) (laughs) so again to just helping them set boundaries of what's fair and what's not and what's mom being available and mom needing to work and Mm -hmm. build something that's going to help you go to college and it's going to help all kinds of fun things that we get to do as a family because I'm contributing and helping Mm -hmm. so well I have loved watching you because I I met you 
I guess I met you in October and you had started it in August. Mm -hmm. So the whole time that I've known you, it's been watching you build this business. And we had the opportunity to, to travel to a conference together the February after you had started. And I remember flying on the plane home. We were all on the same flight. And you were across the aisle and in front of me. And you took out your clipboard during the flight. And you were just jotting down notes. And you were... It was so evident to me that you are doing something that is so a part of the DNA of who you are, the way that you talk about it, the way that you were working on the flight and just jotting down notes and brainstorming. I don't even, I don't remember, I was close enough that I could see what you had written, but I don't Mm -hmm. remember now, but it's just been so fun to watch you do it so with so much intention Mm -hmm. and to be so honest about the highs and the lows and the challenges and the celebrations along the way. So it's just, I'm, I'm so glad that you came on to tell this story. Thank you. Because it's been so fun to watch. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think you just, like you said, you have to um, be okay authentically sharing the highs and lows. Because I think so often people, especially with the way social media is now, you see the, Mm -hmm. the, the, people say the highlight reel. Right. And it's like, oh, there's days you want to cry or like Joe would tell us, imposter syndrome or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. am I even equipped to do this? What am I thinking? And so I think surrounding yourself with a good group of people and mentors and I think for me, just being deeply rooted in my faith and having that constant reminder of who I actually am and mm-hmm. paying attention where God's calling me to go and just taking those those moments of maybe there needs to be a pause here and being okay with that and saying yes to things and having a healthy no. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a journey for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I know exactly what I was doing on the plane. That's so funny you noticed that. Oh, that, that. is funny. Yeah. What were you doing? Well, I, one of the speakers at the event had said most of the battles that are won are won at your table. Mm. And I was like, oh, man. Okay. So what does that mean about smaller intentional gatherings? Mm. Whether that's through Covey or it's just being um, more open to meeting or inviting people to my home mm-hmm. and also my family. Like. Right. You know, when, when I feel like I'm getting too busy with Covey and what's actually really important is the hearts of my kids and the heart of my husband. And so it was such a helpful, a helpful phrase to recognize for both personal and professional growth. And at the beginning of, I mean, at the building of your company, yes. too. Yeah. Very cool. So there are two questions that I ask all my guests. The first one is, how do you retreat? Oh, my goodness. How do you retreat with mm. all the things that you're doing? How do you take time to refresh and renew and what feels like retreat to you? Mm-hmm. Usually it's smaller pockets of time because the reality of actually getting away doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me it's that cup of coffee in the morning and I have a, we have a couch in our, in our bedroom and we have trees outside mm-hmm. of our window. And it's having that quiet time, even if it's five minutes. Ideally, 30 is my f- my kind of go-to time <laughs> slot that feels really restorative. But it's it's reading, having my coffee. Sometimes it's doing nothing. It's just sitting there and breathing out and setting myself up for the day. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely. And then um, sometimes it involves other people, like really close friends or my sisters. Um, f- having that intentional time together, that's a retreat for me where I come home feeling so restored because those relationships are so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the second question is, if you were to use the hashtag celebrate weird to describe something about yourself, what would that be? And last time you talked about pickle chips. <laughs> yes, I love pickle <laughs> chips. Well, I would say 
My boys think it's so weird when, like this morning, for example, I drove my son to driver's ed in my pajamas with my hair on the top of my head. <laughs> and he thinks I look like someone from the who, or what's it, Dr. Who Seuss? Whoville. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're so weird. I'm like, yes, I love being weird. <laughs> so I think it's, yeah, that freedom of, oh, man, I love being in my 40s and going to driver's ed in my pajamas mm-hmm. with my hair on top of my and head. And I don't care. <laughs> so that's how I celebrate weird. Yeah, just that comfortable in your own skin yeah oh and don't you feel like I feel like being in my 40s that I remember looking at people that were in their 40s and thinking thinking just that they look like they're comfortable in their own skin Mm -hmm. and I really hope I feel that way when I get to my 40s and now that I'm midway through I'm I'm feeling more that way I'm Mm -hmm. feeling more like okay this is who I am there are some things that need I would like to improve (laughs) but there are some things that I'm like you know what that's me mm-hmm. and I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on again and sharing the story of Covey and just how you've built this and, and, the, and the balance of, of trying to keep all the plates spinning. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me at the table. Any links or anything that we talked about during the show can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. Or if you've already subscribed, please go leave a review so others can find us too. If you want to keep up with what's happening with Retreat House, you can find us at at Retreat House Podcast. If you want to keep up with what's happening with me, you can find me at at Angela Smith MN. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week at the Retreat House Podcast. Mm-hmm.